facility manager was able to open the door. He didn't have to run to an office, get a key, run down the hall, unlock a door, run back, and he did it right there from his phone. He just saved himself in his church maybe a half hour, 45 minutes of time by integrating technology with security. And so th those are the type of things that, that I think we're going to see more and more of an intersection of. This is the Church Security Made Simple podcast, giving leaders practical solutions to help make your community safer. I'm your host, Simon Osmo, and I'm on a mission to keep his churches safe. Now, it's been over 10 years since the Lord called me into security ministry, and as a national church safety practitioner supporting churches across the country, I'll share my expertise to give you simple solutions to keep your church safe. So if you're ready to make your church security simple, come join me and let's dive into this week's episode as we learn how to plan, prepare and protect our ministries. Well, Tim, we're really pleased that we're having this conversation today. You know, I love your technology that you and your organization have. I love how it integrates with facilities managers, and it really integrates with a lot of my thought processes in and around safety and security. So I'm uh, really excited for you to be here and have this conversation, take people through uh, some of the technology that you guys are working on at Smart Church Solutions and how it can help my listeners. So maybe let's start off with a little bit about who is Tim Cool and how did you get into technology in the first place? Yeah, Simon, thanks for, for having us. And I know you and my son, Lee, have worked uh, closely together in a lot of things, so I appreciate your support. But uh, So I, I've started my career in the late 80s helping build churches across the U.S. So I spent 24 years building churches, and then the last 12 or 14 years, um, we've shifted our attention to helping churches steward those buildings. And so why my title is Chief Stewardship Officer. Is, is we we are dedicated to helping churches steward what God's entrusted to them. And uh, and what, what I found uh, back uh, 12, 14, 15 years ago was churches got all excited about building that new building, but then they didn't take care of it. And they lost energy in realizing that that, that building, yeah, while that was fun and maybe it was sexy to put together and whatnot, that it's going to take a lifetime of stewarding what God gave you. And uh, I'm a firm believer that everything on earth belongs to God. And as such, the buildings are part of that. And so that's, that's what's driven us. It's what's driven us to, to offer the products and services that we offer and, um, and why we like partnering with people like you. And I love the eSpace. I think it is called eSpace is the solution, Tim. Is that right? Yes, eSpace. Yeah. And I love all the integration that you have because I think in today's world, we're all trying to work smarter, not harder. And for me on the security side, I see there's two emotions that I see a lot of facilities leaders have across the country. They're overwhelmed and then they're stressed. And that can lead to inaction. And what I love about eSpace is that you really remove a lot of that pressure on one individual and you really focus it on helping them to become more efficient. And I know one of the things that eSpace offers, which I really like, ties into a layer of security to keep people safe, is that you have the simple ability to lock and unlock your building remotely, right? That's one of the features of your of your technology. Yeah, the it, it, yeah. so we, we have a, a way for our event scheduling component and module to uh, communicate with door access controls. 
So, uh, you know, what, what we found, Simon, is, you know, we, we developed the software started in 2008. But what we started hearing from churches was, oh, could you turn on air conditioning? Can you unlock our doors? Can you turn on our lights? Can you do these different things? And what was driving a lot of that was churches are grossly understaffed when it comes to facilities. They, they never have enough staff. The other thing, though, is, is the consumer market started offering things like Nest thermostats and ring doorbells. And, and so people were used to having those at their home. And they started coming to church and saying, well, why can't we uh, unlock the doors at, at church? Why can't I see a video feed from, from my cell phone? They Obviously, a lot of those devices I mentioned aren't appropriate for a church. They're just they're, they're not meant for a large commercial scale. But we started then looking at what are the things that we could do? And, uh, you know, how could we help increase the efficiency of the staff, i.e. do integrations with our software, and keep the buildings more secure and functioning at highest peak performance? And I love what you said, because when we look at facilities leaders, I mean, me and you are looking at the same sort of avatar. We're looking, we're serving the same person just for a different lens. And I know, you know, my church, Westwood Community Church, we're, we're a client of um, eSpace, and I think it was last October, I do my yearly event in person. And I was doing some planning. And then our facilities director, Jim, was able to let me in remotely. I just, he said, hey, I can see you at the building. You know, he let me in the building so I could do some preparation for my event. And I think really the message I want to get across for people listening is there has to be a modern day intersection between your physical security, your layers of security, and then using technology to make you more more efficient. And uh, the reason why I love eSpace is how it integrates and how it really, it educates a lot of facilities leaders how to be more at street smart, you might say, how to be more wise with their time and to build in that efficiency. So what other things can facilities leaders and administrators listen to us, Tim? What can they use eSpace to help them with? Well, for, for me, the, the goal for our, let me step back a minute, Simon. So we know that the best run facilities in the country, I didn't say best run churches, best run facilities, because let, let's face it, a, a brick is a brick whether it's in a hospital or at a church or in a retail center. And so while we believe that the facility is a entrusted component to that church for ministry purposes, the care and maintenance of it is, is fairly germane across just about any vertical market. But what we know is that the best run facilities have one full-time employee for every 35,000 square feet. Now, when I say full-time employee, that's full-time facility staff employee. For every 35,000 square feet. Our benchmarking shows that most churches are running somewhere around one to 70, one to 100,000 square feet. We also know with empirical data that the, those are the same churches that have massive amounts of deferred maintenance because they don't have enough staff and enough money to get to the things they need to do. So what our goal as a company, my, my BHAG, uh, you may be familiar with that term from Jim Collins's book, Good to Great. It's the, the big, hairy, audacious goal. So my, my BHAG for our company and the churches we serve is develop a platform that gets you to a one to 75,000, more than double what the current efficiency rate is. Well, that can only happen with the example that you just gave where your facility manager was able to open the door. He didn't have to run to an office, get a key, run down the hall, unlock a door, run back, and he did it right there from his phone. He just saved himself and his church maybe a half hour, 45 minutes of time 
by integrating technology with security. And so th those are the type of things that, that I think we're gonna see more and more of an intersection of. You know, there, there are other things that have nothing to do with our software that are technically a technology that I think are, are a huge win for churches related to safety and security. With, with, the, with the evolution of LED lights, there's absolutely no reason why churches shouldn't leave all of their outside parking lot lights on and building lights on all night long. It, it, we're talking pennies on the dollar compared to the old halogen lights and whatnot. You being a security and safety person, you know better than I do, but you know, evil likes the darkness. Evil doesn't like the light. You light up your facility, spend a few dollars on, on your light bill, you're gonna have a more secure building. You know, even some of your lights on the inside of the building. A motion sensor light is a form of technology. And while it doesn't work with eSpace, it's, it is a way to, to keep that entrusted facility safer and the occupants secure. Absolutely. And Tim, I mean, you've echoed or you are echoing things that I would talk to my clients about, you know, the, the simple thing about lighting, you are right, you know, um, darkness is where a lot of these criminals like to hide most often, not always, but most often they don't want to be seen, they don't want to be heard, they want to go in, commit their crime as quickly uh, and as safely for them as possible, and then take whatever it is that your organisation has to offer. So you are right, by leaving your lights on, that is going to increase your security, and it's going to sort of push out those motivated individuals somewhere else, because crime, sadly, is about displacement. You know, when you have these solutions, you're not necessarily saying, don't rob me, you're saying, don't rob me because I'm secure, go somewhere else. You're not You're not asking a person not to commit a crime, you're just saying, displace that somewhere else. So I, I do like how the, the, the integration between technology and security has to be something on someone's mind this year as they build out their technology sort of framework and their strategic plan for the next three to five years as to how do we integrate these things together? Because one of the things I also like, Tim, is your event management focus that you have within eSpace because it also then allows, as you mentioned, on efficiency for facilities, people to open and unlock their buildings at key times. So again, they're not there and they can use that as a security mechanism as well. Do you mind talking a little bit about how the event management piece works within eSpace? Yeah. So, you know, churches are, are very unique compared to say an office building or a warehouse building that's used, you know, eight to five, five days a week. Churches uh, rely on sporadic use. Uh, unless you've got a Christian school or daycare, not every room is used all day long. And so you need to be able to schedule those rooms. You need to be able to know how many tables and chairs you need. Uh, is this a recurring event? Is it something that I'm going to need a um, the, the video cart or an AV person to run? And all those different things involved with it. Well, the, the, the beauty of eSpace tied to these integrations, well, wouldn't it be nice if when I schedule that event and it gets approved, it also tells me which doors should be locked and unlocked. And should those doors relock during the event to keep the occupant safe? And then does it need to re-unlock at the end of the event and then relock again at a certain time? Same thing with HVAC. Should it turn on and off your HVAC system just for that event so that you're not running them all day long? You, you think about the old days where you had the, the uh, facility manager or the custodian running around with a ring full of keys for every door. And, um, Funny story, we had a, a, a guy who is a facility manager down in Florida of a very large church. He goes, it used to be, the joke was, yeah, you join our church and you get your tithe envelopes and a key to the building. 
You know, well, th that is just a terrible way to manage a complex commercial structure. We, we may be the only organization that thinks it's wise to give everybody a key to our building. That's just, I, I don't get that. So, well, and I love what you say there when you said the old key days, Tim, because I don't believe they're that old. I see a lot of churches across the country that still have it. I did a risk assessment a couple of weeks ago where the first thing they di di sort of disclosed during the interview stage was, we don't even know who's got a key to this building. I mean, we've rekeyed yep. it so many times, we we we've got no idea. So I don't think those old key days for some of my listeners, they might be, they might still be feeling that pain, Tim. Yeah, no, but there is no doubt. When you think about it, you know, the iPhone was invented in 2007. You know, so we're talking about a 16, 17 year old device and think how it's changed our world. Well, card access, even security cameras, HVAC integrations, digital signage, most of that is a less than 20 year old technology as far as it's starting to become mainline. The, the rate of change in adoption of technology just accelerates more and more. And so for those that are still using keys, physical keys for those that are still running around their building, turning thermostats up and down, man, there is such a better way to do this kind of work that saves your people time and ultimately will save your people money. And one of the things, particularly on the event management space, which is, you know, we sort of look as to how these two worlds intersect between technology, the software and the physical security and access management, as you mentioned, is what well, what a great way. If some people says, well, we don't have a sort of mass notification system where we've, we've got to get that. You know, how do we how do we warn people in a moment? The second question I often get is, well, Simon, how do we lock our building down if there is an emergency to, to keep it secure and you know eSpace working alongside some of the access management that's already in place more than likely people are going to be able to get a, a bit of an informal active shooter plan because you're going to give them the ability to lock, lock doors from their phone when, when, when we look at sort of working smarter not harder what better way to instantly have an active shooter sort of survival plan to be able to lock your building down almost tomorrow just with the implementation of some some software that can align with the, the card access access management that you've already got absolutely i mean and and with with the introduction of so many new technologies within the card access world becoming less and less expensive to integrate a card access into your building and, and be able to to provide that level of security so you can lock down a building being being just a, a um, an old facilities guy, I sometimes get um, uh, the word security and safety kind of mixed up in my own mind. And you know, security, I'm always thinking about how do you protect people from doing something nefarious, you know, from the outside in. I think of safety as how do you protect the occupants in the building. And so, you know, some of the other things that that we're working on with um, with eSpace is is how do you know if there's a uh, a leak. A major leak with um, your sprinkler system or water or how do you know whether or not your um, your breaker box is getting ready to, to overheat which could start a fire you know what are those life safety issues that technology can help you overcome as well and i think 
the challenge that people have, particularly in the smallest churches, is trying to find the sort of the finance and the budget. You know, technology is here. It's not the future. Technology is in, in the now. So I think if you are at a small church, I really encourage you to think about what does the next two to three years look like? How can we get to the point where we are integrating maps of facilities, software into our physical security to keep our buildings secure? Uh, and if you're in a large church, it's really going back and reviewing, well, where are we now? And I mean, is there some simple integrations that can enhance our church security? So there's a lot in there, a lot in this, Tim, for people to unpack. I mean, what, what are you seeing? Uh, let me rephrase this question. So security technology is not the future. It is now. So in relation to your e-space, uh, what do you see as being the future? Where, where is it going to go next? Well, I, I think the technology is going to continue to grow further and further. For us, it's the, the um, what we're considering to be predictive maintenance. So, you know, there, there's, there's three basic kinds of maintenance. You've got corrective maintenance, you know, the typical brake fix, light bulbs out, toilets clogged. You've got preventive maintenance, taking care of things in a routine basis to keep them running. Predictive maintenance is that intersection of technology and futuristic planning. You know, how do you, how do you, how do you learn of something that's getting ready to happen before it happens? You know, what are those kind of steps that you can take? Uh, with that. So those early detection sensors are something that we see huge. The other one, I, I'm going to divert just a second here, and this is maybe in both of our wheelhouses, but I believe it's an outside force that's going to uh, impact churches. And I believe insurance companies are more and more going to mandate that you have certain components in your building for them to insure you. Um, you know, with with the the issues that Texas and Oklahoma had this uh, winter, about six, eight weeks ago, where they had this massive freeze that Texas is not prepared for. The insurance companies we've been talking to have seen millions and hundreds of millions of dollars of claims for water damage. I, in, in talking to a couple of the large providers, I envision them having disclaimers in their policy that if you don't have a way to censor the, that water leak, or have an automatic shutoff valve that will they'll be triggered through technology, they're probably gonna not cover you for flood coverage later on down the road. So this is where you may start finding outside forces requiring certain technological increases, whether that's security cameras, door access, valves, whatever it happens to be, in order to be properly insured by them, they're gonna start putting the onus back on the church. And I like that. Uh, predictive maintenance that you said because when I do security risk assessments and I mentioned this to you before we started this conversation I did one a few weeks ago and, and I've never seen so many birds nests in and around a church I mean it was it was unbelievable <laughs> how, how many birds I don't know if they enjoyed seeing the birds uh, maybe it was robins or I don't know or, or cardinals around the church and enjoyed seeing it but, but it said to me as a physical security guy it said that but I've got so many birds nests around and then the garbage was sort of overflowing and the garbage um, within the parking lot but had gates, but they're open. It really said to me, well, if you're that lax around your building maintenance, what what is your security going to be like? And I had the assumption, well, if you don't look after your building, more than likely you're not going to be investing in technologies and these other things. So in everything that Tim is saying, there's always this intersection between security because if you're not doing predictive maintenance, you're not doing the upkeep of your buildings, it's going to show on the outside and then that motivated offender is going to look at your church and say, well, that's a soft target or they're not investing in themselves and you're going to make yourself more likely to be that victim of, of crime. So 
I'm loving this conversation, Tim, because there's a lot of overlaps between the facility stewardship um, and how to keep people safe and secure. Um, what about your sort of trends in relation to what eSpace is going to be able to do? Do, do you see more integrations coming in the future, maybe mass notifications, or maybe you're there now? I don't know, Tim. What about things like mass notifications? Yeah, we, we have we have explored a couple of integrations with mass communication options. Uh, so far, have not found uh, the right one for our clientele. The, the, the big thing that, that we've got on our roadmap, Simon, is this ability to be your one-stop facility stewardship platform. That will likely have uh, opportunity for multiple integration points, even things beyond what we currently do now that a local church may have an, a desire for. And so we're trying to create kind of this, this open platform where people can integrate with it, with things that they want to do, um, with companies, with services, devices, and so on and so forth, that makes sense for them as a congregation and let us be kind of the, the platform that everything sits on and people can then talk into it and through it. Yeah. And as I'm listening to you speak, Tim, I'm always thinking, well, what are my listeners going to be um, saying or what are they going to be feeling? And I get a lot of emails from people that say, well, Simon, you work with these large churches. We're just a small church. You don't understand us or, or we, we don't have the budgets and the time and the money to do some of these things. So, you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they feel sorry for themselves. So I apologize if you're listening and that's you. But they do often say, well, you don't understand. But I mean, I would say every church started with one person and it grew from there even my own church we now have four campuses but we started in a high school uh, we actually were started in a dinner theater before a high school and everything has grown to the multi-million dollar non-profit we are now so i'd like to sort of start to close out with what advice would you give someone who's listening but doesn't have a facility software solution integrated with their security right now and perhaps they want to get there what is the best way for them to lay out that roadmap Tim, between the intersection of your world in facilities and then perhaps utilizing some of the physical security they've already got things like card access? Yeah, number one, and and we've, we've worked with a lot of uh, smaller churches. We have a lot of smaller churches as clients. The, the key is you got to start. You know, I'll, I'll, we, we don't recommend Nest thermostats and some of the other types of you know, devices. We don't recommend ring doorbells and, and whatnot. But if that's all you can afford, start with something. You know, get out there and do something. You know, one of my favorite quotes by um, the, the famous basketball coach, John Wooden, was, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, when will you have time to do it over? And, and so, you know, start somewhere, get something going, develop your, from a security standpoint, one of the things we recommend is at least start with your, your policies and your documentation. What does security mean to us as a church? What does safety mean to us as a church? Okay, now how does that uh, manifest itself into systems, components, policies, and, and all that other stuff? Then how does technology fit into that so that John, the, the, the well-meaning deacon, doesn't have to carry that whole burden on himself, and he's not packing an AK-47 in his backpack every time he comes to church, you know, what are other things that you can do to leverage technology to then fulfill the policies and plan that you've already established? And one of the things that none of us have 
in life and I think it's why people maybe make a mistake the first time is we don't have time and I think what I like about eSpace is that it gives the facilities manager back that time if you're a small church and you're a volunteer you could be a volunteer doing facilities but it gives you those time to focus on other pressing matters that might be more important so Tim it's been really great to spend some time with you because most often for my listeners, I interact with Tim's son more than what I do Tim. So it's good to get to know him uh, a bit better. And, you know, I've done webinars for Tim's organization before, you know, and I should say in doing this um, podcast conversation, you know, that there's no affiliation between me and Smart Church Solutions. I'm not paid for any recommendation. I just believe in the product that they have. Uh, I've got to know them, a strong Christian organization to Tim and Lee, both str- strong men of God. I believe what they're doing is really going to help that intersection between facilities, technology, and helping keep your church safe. So I really encourage you to go and check out their website, Smart Church Solutions, get involved in some of the stuff and start asking some of these questions, start working out how how do we improve to become more efficient because you'll be surprised. There's a lot easier ways to lock down your building during an active shooter rather than heavy financial investment. You could already be there using some of the solutions that Tim's company and eSpace can offer. So Tim, uh, thank you for joining me. What's the best way for people to sort of reach out or find out more about your organization? Yeah. So if you go to smartchurchsolutions.com, um, if, if you want to learn a lot more about us, you can go to our, our free resource section and and pull down the things that are passionate in our heart and mind. Um, we've got a, a contact form that you can reach out to us uh, direct, and um, and our team will get back with you. You know, I, I just I just suggest that you know you take the first steps. What is it that you want to accomplish? And then between Simon and us, how, how do we accomplish those things for you? We're not a security specialist. We're we're facility guys, but you can't have facilities without having security, and so. Um, they, they go more hand in hand than most people realize. Well, Tim, it's been great to spend some time with you and I look forward to our next project together. So for now, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, Simon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Church Security Made Simple podcast. If you're looking for training on how to keep you and your church community safe, or if you're interested in working with me on my five-week group coaching program, please head over to worshipsecurity.org. And if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, don't forget to rate and review wherever you are listening. Now, I'll be back with you on the next episode. But until then, stay safe, have a blessed day. And remember, always plan, prepare and protect your ministry.